Big Iron has good times. Yeah, <laughs> I saw a video recently of dogs recreating Big Iron. That's very good. It was on Facebook, and it was hilarious. Yeah. Hey, this is a, hey, this, his show is called Hudson Jacksman. This show is called Dustin Checksman, and it's where we review uh, the 1996 ape film, Dustin Checks In. <laughs> and we pair each minute with another feature film. Minute by minute, I didn't yeah, say that because is. I was laughing. Okay. Um, I'm Emily Monkey's out. I'm Lord Andrew. And I am um, David of the Great White North. I don't know. Very good. Well, that's good. I like that, that one, actually. I'm... Very rundown. I'm still, I'm mm. still like exhausted from my trip to Las Vegas, and I'm also very sore from lightsaber practice. And I want to make a public apology to the audience because I'm, I'm a little off today. Lightsaber practice. Yeah. This there's, see, there's so will, much we will, have to catch up I will on. Explain this off mic. <laughs> we'll do that later, but yeah, I'm um, very curious. We. Uh... So this episode should be like a shot in the arm for you because we're going to talk about Kazam. We are talking about Kazam. Yeah. We are talking I enjoy a lot. about Kazam. Can so, I also say right up top, this was a very unsettling minute. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> we're going to get second by second analysis on it, but yeah. Well, I mean, like, like I have a reason. There's a reason I picked Kazam. I'm glad. I don't, I'm, listen, no one's here to blame you for anything, David. Okay, thank you. I'm saying the content you me of the this. minute itself is unsettling. Yeah. Oh no, You're, it, it is incredibly unsettling. Yeah. You're not in charge of the minute. You're in charge of picking the movie, and that you did well. Well, I had, I had the choice. I, I had the choice of what minute to pick, and I I picked the unsettling minute. Yeah, well, you made the hero's choice. You said I will take this bullet. <laughs> did you see the vest I was wearing and the dent in it from the bullet I took for this movie? Luckily, I thought I, about it before I, you know, and hid it under my vest. Uh, yeah, I thought you had. It was a script for Kazam that you hid under your shirt. I did, and, and, it, and as, as always, Shaq protected me as he always yeah. does. Praise be Shaq. Yeah. Um, so, David, given that you're you have chosen Kazam to pair with this minute, we're going to talk about the minute. But whenever you feel it's appropriate for us to start talking about Kazam, okay, you, you let us know. We'll switch gears. We'll go into Kazam talk. Yeah. Okay, that sounds good. Uh, but let's start at the top of this minute uh, with uh, uh, Lord Rutledge. Uh, he's finishing uh, at the beginning of the or at the end of the last minute. He started saying Donny, like or Dunny. 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 I think so. Dunny. Uh, and so he's he's saying it kind of uh, to lure out Dunstan, who is his hiding in the in the air vents. And so at the the, the way this minute begins is him going, Unny. Like Unny. he's trying to call him out. Well <clears throat> Yeah. He's Problem? Dunstan <laughs> is hiding in the air vents, but Lorella is shouting into like a laundry shoe. yeah. How interconnected do you imagine the vents of this Hotel. Couldn't remember the word hotel. That's where good, I'm at. Good, good, How interconnected good. do you imagine the vents of this hotel and the laundry shoots are? I imagine once you're inside a wall of a hotel, it's all connected. There, <laughs> Hashtag it's all connected. There seems to be too much going on inside the walls of this hotel. Yeah. To the point where I I, I believe, and here's a fan theory that I'm going to posit about Dunstan Checks. Here we go. I believe that there is an alternate dimension that you access when you go inside the walls of the Majestic Hotel. And that the space that exists within the walls is as big as the hotel itself because you are in an alternate dimension. So the so there's a there's a TARDIS space within the vent. System. I don't I wouldn't even call it a TARDIS because I don't think it's bigger on the inside necessarily. I just think it I, I think the 
I think the inside the wall area of the hotel occupies the same amount of space as the hotel. Okay. And vents and laundry chutes and things are just doorways into this dimension. Interesting. Um, David, have you seen Dunstan Checksman in? No, I haven't. Okay, great. You you called it Dunstan Checksman? I caught that. I'm not going to let you get away with that, fucker. (laughs) I let you get away with that all the time. (laughs) Now I know. This time you did it. uh, So, David, what, I mean... Have you only seen this minute? Did you? This how many is, of the other minutes did you watch I, in preparation? I watched a few of the other minutes you showed me. I watched the minute before this. Okay. What happened was I started watching them in order. Mm-hmm. So I watched, like, and this is what, minute 34? Four. Yeah. 34. So I watched the minutes that you sent before this. So I got to see, you know, the end of the last one with, and then cuts off there. <laughs> and then I picked this one because I felt like it had an amazing ending. And I'll we'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah, the end, as, as unsettling as this, as this minute is, the end it does end with a bang. The, there, there's a real. It goes out on top. It does. There's two. It's there's two beats specifically, yeah. but we'll get to that. I there's wish... like an intended beat and an unintended beat. <laughs> sure. I'm gonna. I just, I thought of a joke, but it it's missing a reference. I'm okay. gonna research the reference. I'm gonna email you the joke, and then I want you to edit back in. I what? <laughs> I need to research this joke. I'm gonna email it to you, and then I want you to edit in the joke. We need to do that like right when we're done recording. <laughs> I need to. I was. I need to look up someone who died on on Mount Everest. Okay. And let's say their name was you know, J- John John Lim. Yeah. Frarben. Yeah. I could say much like John Lim Frarben. This minute goes out on top. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. If if only you'd seen the feature film Everest, I'm certain one of those characters dies. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, that that was star studded. Jake Gyllenhaal, other people. Yeah, Jake. Yes, Jake Gyllenhaal Look, died Jake on Mount Everest. If, if Jake Gyllenhaal's in your movie. It's star studded. End yeah, of I story. Know, I want to get back to the minute real quick, but before we do that, can I just do a quick plug for Jake Gyllenhaal's cat's Instagram? Jake Gyllenhaal's cat's Instagram. Jake Gyllenhaal's got a real good cat, and she's on Instagram, and y- y'all should find her. Is 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 uh, JG in charge of that Instagram, or do you think That's, it's a, in, an intern? You know, I think I wanted to believe so badly that JG was in charge of it uh-huh. that it didn't even occur to me that it would be someone else until this very moment. <laughs> and I'm going to say fuck you, Andrew, for shattering my dreams. <laughs> Apparently that's what I do now. I come onto podcasts and to, shatter dreams. to shatter dreams. And I still, I'm still, I'm going to continue to believe that Jake John Hall runs that Instagram account. I don't remember. It's like Mrs. Miss Fluffle Stillskin is the cat's name. Oh shit! The, the spelling of that is complicated, and I wouldn't ask you to do that. But I bet if you Google Jake John Hall cat Instagram, Stillskin. you'll find it. Okay, that's pretty choice. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, D- David, do you want any uh, uh, frame of reference for for what we saw in this minute? Or are you good? No, I don't, wanna, I don't want to. I don't want to. That's the good answer. Uh, so you have we... to understand that this is kind of a this minute in in a vacuum is fascinating and disturbing. Yeah. And I kind of just like to leave it at that. Sure. It's like a perfect little piece of just like this the strangeness, but also like a prime example of these weird '90s movies. Yeah. All right. He's like family comedy films or from, from this point on any reference that i make i i will not explain to you okay it will only I'm, only the audience will know what i'm, I'm talking going about with the, I the only thing i'll tell you the audience will not know what you're talking about Andrew. <laughs> only i will know what i'm well, talking about i presume about. i presume now that you have watched the entire movie unfortunately right? that is correct okay yeah and you see this is so different because the last time i was here with you both it was for a movie that we all enjoy and, and it's that super everyone, mario brothers everyone with a everyone with uh 
A beating heart. Loves that movie. A yeah. true beating heart yeah. enjoys this movie. And then, so this is very different. The energy is very different. Not that I don't enjoy it, but man, it was so great when we were all just sitting around going, this is a good minute. Yeah. So and We were sitting around with our friends Mario and Luigi That was my catchphrase on our last podcast, in fact. This is a good minute. That was my catchphrase. <laughs> yes. And now, I think I've said that once this entire film. And I was shocked. Yeah. What was your good minute? I can't even remember. <laughs> a good minute in Dunson is, isn't even as good as the worst minute of Mar- Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> I can't even think of the worst minute in Super Well, I mean, that's hard because there's, there's no like bad. two. No, actually, I can think of the worst minute. It's the one where, it's where one Koopa's, where a, Koopa's creep, a, a creep. Yeah. A uh-huh. creepa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Koopa's a creepa. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So we cut from that to um, uh, uh, Mrs. Dubrow, Dubrow. Uh, gasping because she is realizing in her mind yes. who Lord Rutledge is. She says, the man from Le Monde. She believes Lord Rutledge, con man international. Yep. Is <laughs> I like that a lot. In fact, the hotel critic from Le Monde. To get them their six star. Yeah. Uh, now, th- there was a weird thing that was going on where I, it felt like to me, like the beginning of this minute, the, the Dunny and the gasp from Mrs. Dubrow Felt slowed down. Yeah. And what, what I'm going to say I think happened here Did is... you think they inflating it to get the runtime out? That. <laughs> and the music is specifically way slower. Yeah. the uh, Whoever composed... I can't remember the composer, but it's like it really slows down and then it, it picks up as the minute goes on again. Yeah. It's, it's very odd. Um, so then, then we get Murray reacting. I think probably it was like there, he was playing the score back on a cassette player. Yeah. And someone just like left their sandwich on her or whatever, and it, the machine slowed down for a second. You know how a sandwich will slow down a cassette player? Yeah. Sandwiches that- have like <laughs> peculiar chronological they, properties. They tell you that in audio and engineering school. If you if you're working with cassettes ever, do not get a sandwich near. The well, machine. they rank the sandwich meats for which one is the most affecting. Yeah. And I'll bet that it was a tuna on this. And on I'll this tell one. you. And this is maybe this is the nail in the coffin, maybe for the people who make this argument. But a hot dog does fuck up a cassette player. So not in the way you think, though. But I mean, I, it does do it. So I think yeah. that is evidence that a hot dog is a sandwich. Well, you can't even talk about this though without talking about the effects that, say, peanut butter and jelly or grilled cheese has. You know, yeah. meatless sandwiches. Like, yeah. You, people you were would, surprised by the would, grilled cheese connection. You would think a meatless sandwich would have less of an effect, but in fact, no, it has more. It's it's profound. The, You've got to be real. If you're editing cassettes, and not many people do anymore, you just, no. just got to be careful where you put your sandwich. Do you, mm. Can I ask you a question, Andrew? Sure. And I'm asking you, Andrew, because you, you have a better idea of the history of this podcast. Okay. Is this the deepest in the bit we've ever been on Dunstan Chexman? Um, no, I would like to put it on the record that the deepest that we've ever been on on a minute of Dunstan Chexman is the when the phone, the bit. huh? Deepest in the bit. Deepest in the bit. Yeah. That we have been on this show uh-huh. uh, was when the phone rang and I had to answer it. Oh sure, I do remember. That. I did have to ignore you for a while we while I was on the, the phone. We were pretty deep in the bit. That yeah, day. that was that was a uh, really deep. Okay. Yeah. Bits. Uh, so Murray reacts, uh, but in a way where I think Murray doesn't fully understand who the man from Le Monde is. Yeah. Much like some of the audience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Murray yeah, get, just, uh, just reacts as if he's like, the look of Murray's face is like, this is my boss and she expects a reaction. So I'm going to do something <laughs> with my face now. Mm. The, the, the only reaction I got was I heard the, I, without any context is I, I keep in the back of my head, replace Le Monde with La Mancha. So mm. like, mm. sure. Know. Terry Gilliam's going to show up and. Start wrecking shit. Yeah, that well, that would be great. Um, <laughs> no, I just imagine if Terry Gilliam played the role that um, 
that uh, Paul Rubens plays Slater. Dude, that's what an insane switch Terry that would Gilliam, be. I'm not typically an actor. No. <laughs> I, he has popped up in a few Python sketches. That's true. He plays the animator who dies in the Holy Grail as That's well. true. You you see him a few times. There's a, there's a bit early on where he's just, this is my only line. Everyone starts booing him and he just goes, what? It's my only line. Yeah. You know? So. Because he's American. Yeah. They have him as the American yeah. all the time. I think he I think he renounces American citizenship though. I think he's officially a Brit now. Oh, good for him. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it seems like kind of a lateral move these days. <laughs> this is true. He he did it before it was in vogue. <laughs> yeah. Did he do it pre-Brexit? Oh, he did it like yeah, years ago. Okay. I wonder how he feels about that. Yeah, I don't know. He could be an asshole. I don't know. <laughs> you know, we, we don't talk about the it, news enough. Here. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's just talk about the news. Because <laughs> I'm gonna ask. I don't. I has has Brexit occurred? I think it's. I think it's like in traction. I think it like keeps. It keeps. Uh... Right? Aren't they trying to undo it? Yeah. Some of them. Yeah, some yeah. some people there. Yeah. Okay. That's people what I'm starting to realize. Well, anyway. Well, I think people realized immediately. Yeah, um, yeah but even the people who were, who didn't realize are starting to realize. Wow. Like the people who were like, yeah, full bore, let's get the fuck out of here. And then they're like, nah, let, then I don't like the look of that exit sign. Let's, uh-huh. let's go back. Uh, all right, so now we cut to Kyle is walking down the hallway of, the, of uh, where he lives. Every time yeah. we see more of their home... It gets more confusing. I'm gonna ask for one piece. I'm gonna ask in. for one piece of context. This is just what I picked up. So he lives in the hotel. Yes. Like this, they're not just staying here. I figured they, but just based on what I'm seeing, they live here. And he, his dad, who is J- Jason, Jason Alexander. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. Is like some has got some position that allows them to just live in this nice hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the hallway that we see looks like. The hallway we saw earlier yeah. when Mr. Grant left. Yes. But it seems to be missing some key components. Like stairs? Like stairs. <laughs> yeah. But it also, it it's also, it's not just even an angle thing. It's we, like they we, forgot to put up an extra wall or put up too many walls. Yeah, we, and we saw that pool noodle earlier, right? So this, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was going by the dinosaur in the chair. <laughs> Those are, we have to use key key location points in each scene and to map it out. But I still, from from that hallway, I can't figure out where the kitchen is, where that giant aquarium was, no. uh, where the stairs are. Oh, God, the giant aquarium raises so many fucking questions. <laughs> well, I feel like I'm missing a lot, and the, this is choice. <laughs> the giant aquarium is across from the kitchen, me, which has windows on let it. Let me ask, let me pose a, a theory. But then at one point, the kitchen had a door next to it. That was how, he, how Mr. Grant left when the cops called. Yeah, let me pose a theory. <laughs> okay. This is like... This is like a penthouse suite. Okay. But in a on a basement level. Okay. You know how penthouses are usually high? Yeah. I think I think this is un, A underground and B an entire floor of the hotel is their living space. I have It's felt, the only way it can make sense to me. Yeah, I have felt that it's underground. The it, the entire floor is a good is a good uh good call. Yeah. It looks like when when I look at that hallway, it looks just like a hotel hallway that just has stuff like like between rooms, which mm. is really weird, but I figured it was much a much bigger suite because of the fact that there's all this random crap. There's in also the one point where they they enter from like kitchen style swinging doors with okay. no thing. Which seems to be the main entrance to their home, which is not not ideal. No, uh, there must I, be another door. I do like the idea of of uh, 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 Dave, David. Something you said made made me think of this. the The idea that this area was perhaps is perhaps made up of several hotel rooms that were then converted into this strange layout. Like uh, this is I, I could see that. Yeah. yeah. 
maybe this is the maybe maybe you know how hotel, <laughs> a lot of hotels don't have a 13th floor like they mm. just skip it yeah what if this is that what if this they built this hotel had a 13th floor and when they decided they needed to get rid of it they they closed the entire 13th floor off and made it into this like giant penthouse weird place I actually think the 13th floor could be a good explanation for why the vents and the walls connect to everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I are mean, huge. And how do you know? Ghosts. Um, okay. Yeah, ghosts. Uh, okay. Dave, David, I, I, I think it would be really fun to tell you, when I stayed in New York recently, I stayed on the 13th floor of a hotel. Oh, Hell yeah. Did anything anything in- interesting happen? No, it, but it was super old, but like really cool. Like it was like. So it was just a really neat hotel. Yeah, and I think the 13th floor was specifically a smoking floor, and they weren't going <laughs> to give us that room. But uh, we tr- we wanted to check in early, and they were like, "Oh, uh, yeah, we got this room. We went, okay, that's perfect. It, it, everything was great. Nice. Um, nothing went wrong, and I'm not a ghost right now. So great. Good well, to I, hear. I haven't I haven't yet reached out to try and feel if you're corporeal <laughs> or not. So I don't know this for sure. Um, it's one of them hard ghosts. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> um, so Kyle, he he's he's walking down the hallway, but he's not alert. This is like a a, a middle of the night walk, not a sleepwalk per se. Yeah, he's he's half asleep. I would he's say ha- half asleep is a good way to describe. Yeah, it. and he's going to the bathroom. He's got his friend Spider Man with he him. He does have Spider Man with him. Yeah, and uh, he's wearing the Spider Man shirt. Yes, uh, and he's if carrying I might Spider-Man. say so, it's a cool Spider Man shirt. It is yeah. a cool Spider Man shirt. It is. Um, it's uh, like he's swinging in front of a night full of uh, windows. Is he yeah. also wearing Spider-Man like shorts? The shorts, I believe, have they birds have, like, on them. There's a we get a better view a little later in the minute. Yeah. Okay. Um, but when he first gets up and walks walks to the bathroom, uh, then then the next shot is kind of now. Here's where the bathroom's going to be confusing. Yes. Because it looks like there's a door to the left. Yeah. And then there's a sink in front of that, yes. closer to the closer audience. To, us, to the viewer. There's also a bathtub. Yeah. But then deeper into at the far back where the peeing is occurring, uh, there's the toilet. Yes. Uh, and then there's a sh- either another door or a shower to the right of the toilet. Well, I don't. I Did would, he? It's okay. Not a shower. I it's presume, definitively a door. Okay. I presume he entered the bathroom from the door on the left because okay. if you look behind him, you don't see another door. There's like a. There's some sort of framed um, poster for like a looks like a cruise ship, like an old fashioned cruise ship. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's also like a counter in the background, which I'm yeah. not. I'm not used to seeing a lot of personal bathroom bathrooms tile. with counters. There's uh-huh. a, and I presume that on the right, there's a door where you can see like a like a um, a robe, like one of those white hotel robes yeah. hanging, but mm-hmm. it's partially ajar. I just assume that's like a closet. Yeah, that's bathroom, bathroom closet. closet. Yeah, that's odd. It's a it's a suite. I mean, it's maybe that's just where they keep the uh, extra towels. Yeah, toiletries. I could see this if this is an area was at one point a hotel floor that was renovated to be a full floor suite. Yeah. I could see this bathroom coming out of a renovated area that was uh, like hotel storage. Yeah. And I'll also tell you uh, the two things here, a, a bathroom closet and a bathroom counter, not typical in a personal bathroom, but mm. in like a public bathroom, those two things are much more common. Right. Yeah. So maybe also, this was like just in the lobby of that floor mm. was a bathroom. Uh, there's also next to the toilet a giant vent, a man-sized grate through which it, it's just open. Yeah, we need to talk about that. Yeah, we're, we're what gonna. What the fuck is the purpose of that vent? <laughs> we're gonna. What the fuck could possibly be the purpose of that vent? Well, unless David has has a real good one, I I have something um, that I think is building off of a theory that we've been building this whole time. Also, can I? Okay, you go ahead. Okay. So as as we mentioned before, there was um, 
Dunstan was able to open a locked box of jewelry by tapping on it. Yes. He was able to open a, um, a, a vent on the outside just by grabbing onto it. Yes. Uh-huh. I think this vent is not normally that big. You think Dunstan has altered the size? Dunstan, Dunstan has... using his internal magic. Yeah. Has altered because it's a vent with spaces big enough for an orangutan arm, which is the same size as a human arm, mm-hmm. to just reach right the hell through. There's like the little spaces where you could you couldn't get your whole arm in, but then there's one there's one or two or three huge three, spaces. Like, I just took a peek, and yeah. it's definitely three. Huge spaces that a whole human arm could fit through. Yeah, and it, it's wild. Yeah, I don't. Because, like, what's the practicality of having a vent that big and that stylized in your wall? Yeah. Especially if there's not going to be anything all additionally behind it. Yeah. Like, that's huge. Yeah, I th- I would think, like, a something like a chicken wire something, or, like, a screen yeah, would, be, like, would be between you, the open vent. And, and what you comes out have, of there? Heat? Or cold. Or, or orangutan arms. Well, yeah. Because, I mean... <laughs> that, that it, in function, in, in truth, that I mean, is it, it's like it. It's almost like it was deliberately designed for an orangutan arm to come through almost, or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. But like, but, but, the, Here's the thing, too. There's another similar vent on the wall in that hallway. Yeah. So, like, there's multiple vents in this place that are, like, these giant, huge, open vents. Like, you know... You, you, if you have a vent in your place and it's like old, they like rattle and noise comes through them. If you're mm-hmm. in a nice place like this, you don't want shit that's in the vents accidentally coming through and it's like coming into your room other than like the air, that's right? That's true. So what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Is this just the one that doesn't have a mesh in front of it? Maybe. Maybe. This or hotel did, or did, was uh, designed by smugglers. <laughs> during Prohibition times. <laughs> it's a smuggler's hotel. <laughs> yeah. Is this a is now okay? I'm not even gonna ask if that's a con, if that's actual context or not because no. that'd be wild. <laughs> I, we wish it would be a good it would be a good it would be a good explanation. Sure. Yeah. Um, can we also talk about before we get to Dunstan's grab? Yeah. That I mean, what we are seeing in this film in this minute is a boy peeing. Yeah. yeah. Can we we spend the majority of this minute watching a boy piss? Yeah. And <laughs> and they they do several different things to make you not see the piss. Yeah, you he shot from behind. Yeah, then when you do see from the side, there's a there's the side view where Dunstan is creeping on this boy. Yeah, and reaches the arm through the vent to grab Spider Man because Dunstan loves Spider Man as well, I guess. Yeah, uh, I mean who the, doesn't love Spider Man? Yeah, the Spider Man is blocking the view of the P. Now I would here's the thing about that shot too. Yeah, it's so gratuitous. Yeah, because I would argue that this scene would play better too if you just all of a sudden saw an orangutan arm reach out of the vent. Yeah. That works so much better than having this weird fucking POV shot of boy piss. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, this is this is like such a weird and uncomfortable scene because uh, how old is this kid? We it just doesn't, the answer the is minute. it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's a boy pissing into a green toilet let me, and half asleep. Yeah. Let me ask y'all this. Did y'all ever watch? Did y'all ever find yourself watching uh, Dragon Ball Z on like Telemundo or, or any other source where. Muchas gracias, Señor Frieza. I had a friend. Any other situation where it was the uncut Japanese version? I had a friend who had a, a an art book. Yeah. And that that is where I saw what I think you're about to describe. Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball, you would see little kids pissing all the time. Because it was funny in Japan, I guess. Yes, and yes. you would see it's a cultural full, thing. Like no one would, gave a you shit. You would see they dicks. That you would see, you would see Goku's little wing wing. Well, what I'm saying is, 
I, I don't know. In the 90s, people had different opinions about boy piss. I'm not <laughs> saying that makes it good <laughs> or right. Well, see, you're saying 90s. What year did the Simpsons movie come out? That's true. We do see Bart Simpson's dick Bart's in 2007. Yes. That's buck wild, right? <laughs> and I that feel was, like we as a culture do not talk about enough how the fact... A perpetual 10-year-old boy. We see Bart Simpson's dick. And this, the scene leading up to Simpsons that is a, is a whole sequence where it's like... Things covering yeah. the penis yeah. area, yeah. and then all of a sudden it is exposed for yeah. like one shot. Yeah, my point is, little boys peeing for for some is a source of comedy. Calvin, Calvin, sure, we all love to watch Calvin uh, pee on, the, on like the cross, the or, artist, <laughs> or on, on the, the, like the Chevy logo. Brand. Yeah, that's usually what it is. Are I hate this brand. Much... I'm gonna have Calvin piss on it. There's gotta be because there's also the one of Calvin praying at the cross. Yes. There's someone think... has to have made a mashup where it's Calvin pissing on the cross. I think so. Has there been one of Calvin pissing on the Calvin who's praying to the cross? <laughs> I think I've seen that. I've seen the Calvin pissing on the Calvin. Yeah. Um, God. It's just it's weird. It's I think it's a it's a thing where like I think it's. It's of a time that none of us really understand fully. Yeah. And it's a weird artifact. we were all babbies. We were all babbies yeah. at the time. Mm-hmm. And I, 96, I, I, right? I'm, what's that? It's 96, when right? When this movie came out, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would have been, uh, I would have been like, yeah, I would have been like eight or no, seven. I would have been like seven. I was five. Um, but it's it doesn't make it, it doesn't make me any more comfortable to watch this horrible well, and scene. Then we, what, we, what we've been describing is yeah. moments of levity involving boy piss. Yeah. This is not a joke. Yeah, like, the there, there's nothing actually the funny about him peeing in this moment. It's just like what's happening the, in the scene. The funny part is kind of, I get. I mean, I'm calling it funny. I don't find it funny. When Dunstan grabs the Spider-Man and he just won't let go of it. And then he says, you're hurting him. Stop it. Is that That's meant to be funny I, I that he won't let go of Spider-Man? I don't know. I mean, well, I was trying to figure out what he was saying because he he's, he's, mud- he's, he's half he's asleep. Like, half so he's like, muttering. Yeah. He's, he's muttering to saying, someone. He's muttering to someone specific. Sounds like he hears a name. He's like, Oh, he's I, definitely saying Brian. He's for sure saying Brian, stop it. Okay. So in now, his half asleep state, he believes his older brother is trying to oh, take Oh, okay. I kept thinking it was okay. like he was thinking it was another pet or something. No, he is saying Brian, which is his older brother. Okay. That helps clear something. I couldn't even up. imagine if there was a, a, another pet in this, in this Did, film, if a dog was in here. Did anyone notice... Did you just see it too? I think I might have just seen it too. The, the captain's cap. They have on the a captain's back wall. hat hanging up in the bathroom. Yeah, next when you, to a baseball. When hat. you want to be the captain of the toilet, they also you've have gotta... laundry in the bathroom, which I don't agree with. And it's next to the toilet. That, also, I, yeah. I do want to talk about some toilet things that Brian, that Kyle does here. Does not flush. Leaves well, the seat up. He leaves the oh, seat up. No, there that. Couple, but they're, they're, it's it's him, his brother, and his dad. Right? That, there's no that's there's true. there's no there's no woman in their life. Yeah. Right. So that's why they leave the seat up. There's just a bunch of dudes. But beyond that. The hand that's holding the Spider-Man, he swaps hands post-piss. Yeah. So now he got piss Spider-Man. Yeah. You got piss Spider-Man. He didn't didn't wash his hands. Well, he got Spider-Piss. So, (laughs) Spider-Piss, Spider-Piss. So, I mean, I don't know when I'm supposed to chime in about Kazam. Please, anytime. But it was around this point where the hand reached out and was trying to take uh, there's two moments in this minute that made me think of that. I want to say one more thing. <laughs> okay. Through the doorway of the bathroom, you only see it from Dunstan's POV. Okay. There's a room that looks like it's full, looks like it's almost like an attic room, and it's full of like bric-a-brac. I think it's through I the think bathroom door. The, I think that we're meant to understand that as the hallway. I think that bric-a-brac is the dinosaur. But it the looks so different. I feel like we're looking through the doorway David, from. Don't. 
that room. David. If, but look, you go, it's a straight shot across. Noodle. We're looking through that doorway across the hall into his bedroom. That's what I think is happening. Oh. Because I, I looked, it looked charming. And this, it's actually his bedroom that makes me think of the movie of Kazam, but mm. also kind of the arm reaching out and grabbing at the Spider Man while he's half asleep. Because in another kind of uncomfortable scene, it's when. Uh, Max wakes up and Kazam's hand just reaches over and grabs his face and he's half asleep and the first thing he yells is get off me you pervert yeah and that just I don't, and that that's my before logic, and that's before my logic uh, train. Kazam takes a shower in his room yeah so that yeah. weirdly I didn't think of that but I immediately thought of that moment yeah because yeah. this scene was weird and uncomfortable and Dude. I wanted to scream get off me you pervert <laughs> yeah. at that yeah. time there because there's something wrong with this yeah there but, is something wrong with this yeah I just like so, so that made me think of Kazan, but then like I see the room, yeah. I see the the boys' bedroom, and I think of Max in his bedroom, and like it, how elaborate that was. They're both very nineties kids. Very nineties mm-hmm. kid rooms. This okay, is so very nineties. So we want to talk about Kazam. Let's talk about Kazam. I'm ready to talk about Kazam before we get back to the minute. Did Kazam come out the same year this? Uh, I can't remember. I think, I think about I, it in ninety four. I want to say you're. I want to say it was ninety six. Okay. I'm gonna yeah, because I feel like Kazam would have come later. Well, well, is when while this came I'm out. looking it up, should we announce officially on the show the results of our bet? Oh, yes. So a couple weeks back, there was a bet made where I said that in a, a theatrical trailer for Marley and me that they specifically show that the dog dies. There's not. <laughs> there's not. Of course there's not. So, so Emily I, has won an additional veto. I now have two vetoes yeah. that I can use. None of us have used our vetoes. No. And I'm sitting on two, which feel, I gotta say it feels real good. Hey, that's fine. <laughs> Kazam did come out July seventeenth, nineteen ninety six. Okay. Okay. So this did, Dunstan came out in like March, I think, huh? Well, the movie's set in March. We know. Um, oh, okay. I that's why I've got that in my brain. It came out in January, though. Okay. So I, I would have been seven in that case, mm. and I would have been four. And and uh, Dunstan came out before Kazam. That's interesting. Yeah, by, by five months, by my count. Mm-hmm. No, okay. Uh, so, we can all agree that Kazam is. By a long margin, the better movie. Oh, 100%. Sim rocks. 100%. After after we announced that we were doing this one, I begged Andrew to let us do Kazam and said, and he said, nope, we have committed to Dunstan. Um, and every I would, day I, I curse Andrew for that. <laughs> Look, I would be down to join you guys for the for if you do a Kazam minute. There's the, there's an I, alternate universe out there where we're doing Kazam minute instead of this, and I'm I think I'm a much happier person. For I, it. I would imagine you would be. And then that that minute of Kazam where uh, uh, the boy is where Max is awoken by Kazam is you pair that minute with Dunstan, with Dunstan <laughs> checks in. Yeah, there you go. That's the way that universe works. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I would have made that. For some reason, I picked that minute. I'm not sure why. And when I could have picked, an, picked any other minute. Um, Although I don't, if we can get real about this parallel universe for sure. a second, I don't think we would have made the same gimmick for that show as we did for this show. What? Because this this gimmick of picking another movie to pair with the minute, for me at least, and mm. I'm the one who first suggested this. Yeah, gimmick, yeah. This was chiefly a way to escape from Dunstan checks in every episode. So I, I, yeah. I, have a, I have a, I have a pitch for a gimmick. If you, if you, for a Gazam, Gazam minute. Okay. You either pair every minute with a movie about basketball or with a movie about genies. That's you find one or the other. Oh, okay. One or the other. Yeah. I think we could come up with that's 93 minutes. I think there's definitely 93 movies about genies or basketball. 
Okay. Extra points if any of those movies also include Shaq. Let's name them on oh. the top of our heads. Well, there's the one that includes Shaq Uncle and basketball. Drew. Is is oh well, yeah, Uncle Drew, <laughs> Uncle and then it, wasn't he in Blue Chips? Is that what oh, it's called? Blue ch- Blue Steel, Blue Chips. No, no, Blue, Blue chips. chips. Blue Chips. Because Steel is the one that he's in, where he's the Superman. And I think Blue Steel's a Martin. And Blue Steel is a Martin. Right, Lawrence. Lawrence. Movie. My yeah. brain first went short. Nope. Laura uh, um, Freeman. Nope. Then got to Lawrence. You're short. Are you thinking the word short gave went to my brain? That's why I couldn't even come up with Lawrence. Uh, but now, and then genies in basketball. It, now I've never seen like Mike. Are the shoes geniified? I don't think so. I don't okay. Think just. Uh, they just are Mike's shoes. Yeah. Okay. And you, you could really reach with the basketball references. Like, I would throw holes in there because a major plot point in holes is getting, uh, oh, fuck, which basketball player's shoes fall into Shia LaBeouf's lap? I don't oh, God. remember. That's a, it's a major plot point. What about Good Burger where Shaq plays himself? Good Burger counts. Okay. Yeah, I think anything featuring counts. Shaq, Genies, or basketball. What about the Taco Bell Taco Neck commercial featuring Shaq? <laughs> no, that's a commercial. Yeah. Not a film. Okay. It's not a film. It's a three-minute film. You could include Grown Ups. not three minutes. <laughs> the sad thing is you could include Grown Ups, too. But Shaq doesn't play a basketball player in that. He plays no, a but cop. He, but, uh, but caveat, I'm, I'm thinking it's either, either Genies, basketball, or Shaq. Or Shaq. Okay. Or Shaq. We could include Think Like a Man. <laughs> remember, hey, do y'all remember that part in Grown Ups 2 when Shaq punches a man over? Over so hard he goes flying over the house. No, but you told me about it. <laughs> he, does, he does a Popeye punch. Yeah. Damn. Uh, Kazam. Kazam. Now we have a connection to Kazam. Mm-hmm. Yes. That you wanted to bring up in the last minute, but I wanted to save it for when our guest was here. Uh, we have previously talked about Kazam on a podcast. The, the <laughs> yes. three of us specifically. It was yes. that time you briefly fired Justin Keyzone. <laughs> As I remember, your exact words I think, were. Or my exact words. Go your ahead. exact words were, "I fired Justin Keyzone because he's a motherfucker." <laughs> And that, that was like that me. was briefly when when in that that those halcyon days on April first when because yeah. uh, we, we we took very seriously of course mm-hmm. I uh, think we can safely reveal now bend you on Shaq that was an April Fool's goof I never fired Justin Keyson <laughs> no <laughs> he is but in, you but, he but, is in fact not a motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> how many years ago was that that was a six year grift was that how many? that was like a long time ago yeah. <laughs> if anyone has if anyone has justin on their list of motherfuckers you can kindly remove him it was a very good goof though Thank it you. was a very good goof and it sticks with me because yeah. it's every so often kayla and i she'll ask me hey what was that thing that emily said about justin and, be, and i quote Justin Keyson's not on the show because he's a motherfucker. <laughs> but we did bend you on Shaq. It yeah. was a brief, it was brief and beautiful moment. Yeah. And I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed being a part of that experience. It, it made me love it made me love Kazam all over again. Sure. Um, despite before that maybe feeling kind of lukewarm about Kazam. Sure. Kazam's one of those movies that you're always surprised that it holds up, and it does hold up. Well, and I'm surprised by so many things in the movie, which surprises me. Because I've seen sure. it so many times. Sure. Yeah, we Every- have all lived the lives, the kind of lives where we've seen Kazam numerous times. <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly surprised every time at how much of a shithead the dad is. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. a real piece of dirt. Yeah. Hey, hey, where were you? Do you remember where you were when you first saw Kazam? I think I expressed oh, this many <laughs> well, years I ago. No clue. I, was I can tell at home. I think I saw it on VHS. I can tell you I exactly I where theaters. I saw it. That's the thing. Where? I was in a motorhome that belonged to my grandparents. It was God. late at night and it was on TV. That, yeah. And I watched it while lying in like the camper bed yeah. on the TV because it was the only other thing on, and I was enjoying the heck out of it. Hell yeah, it's a good movie. And it, it, it I'm sure certain is. I saw it on TV. 
So I didn't see it in its original run. I was huge, huge into Shaq as a child, and I think as a result I had the VHS. Well, he was huge, huge when you were a child. Is he not still huge, huge? No, he's still huge. He's still a a big lad. I I should also express, while I'm at it, maybe this is my chance to plug something. My my friend Alan Chaney, friend and co-host Alan Chaney of the Undercooked Analysis podcast, he has a podcast himself called uh, Coffee and Pie, where he gets together with his friends and they just discuss whatever over at at the diner over coffee and pie. A running uh, theme that they do at the end of every episode is a segment they call Let's Tweet Shaq, (laughs) where they all decide what they're going to ask Shaq about in a tweet, and they compile it and send it off to him and the day that Shaq replies to one of their tweets is the day that they'll have one I'm surprised so. he hasn't I feel like he replies to like more than you'd think yeah but he also has like 10 million followers that's so like he probably gets tweeted a lot uh-huh. someday though that's the, that's the hope someday Shaq Shaq Senpai will notice them yeah and, you know. um, I, I do uh, since we're talking Shaq have, have, have y'all heard that thing where um, sometimes if you get the the big can of Arizona tea, if you <laughs> yeah. if you peel at the wrapper, you'll find underneath a, a shack can. What the fuck are you talking about? So they the the shack flavors that they made. Yeah, I miss those. So shack. Uh, they overestimated the popularity, so they have way too many cans. <laughs> so instead of like getting rid of them, they just repapered over. Well, that's interesting because Arizona cans typically aren't paper. It's just the design's right there on the can. Yeah, so if you have like a plasticky thing on your can, it's going to be. Uh, you're going to find. You're, you're going to find, find Shaq, Shaq underneath. surprise and underneath. It, and I, the pictures that I saw, there were multiple can designs of lots of different flavors. Like, yes, there were things that weren't even released. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm always intrigued by that. Wow. Uh, but Kazam. Yep. I'm sorry. That was almost a Tim Allen. Like, oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's talk Kazam. Kazam, good film. Good film. There are some moments in it that are maybe not great. There's a, quite a few that are maybe not great. See, like, it's interesting to compare it with all the other movies I have watched in yeah. great depth with, with you. Yeah. And um, I would say, where w- where would you rank it compared to Super Mario Brothers? Oh, it's nowhere. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like Kazam. It's nowhere. Okay, yeah, because I'd say it's firmly, like, now that I've now that we're here with Dunstan, it's, it's definitely in the middle. Is is yeah. is Kazam, and Kazam has has its weak bits, but it also has bits that I really really thoroughly enjoy. I would agree with that. Um, mm-hmm. I really like um, some of the continuity in it, the like weird gargoyle face that symbolizes the apartment yeah. where like his bottle was, but then it collapsed. I still had I still cannot get the bottle falling in slow motion with Shaq going ah, 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 yeah. out of my head. It's very good. <laughs> yeah. Um. Him. Um. The the just summoning junk food yeah, into that. Yeah, making it rain from the sky inside his weird 90s kid hideout that he has. Yeah, Max, in the, in the tradition of 90s kids, has a junkyard hideout. Yeah. Which he has, which he's been able to wire with Christmas lights. Yeah. Which is insane. It's cool as hell. It is cool as hell, and I wish I had that. <laughs> and he has, yeah. like, his own private bike ramp race BMX well, area. Well, he's, like, uh, he's like some kind of engineer, this kid. He's like, yeah, he yeah. builds things. Yeah. We, which we, does not pay off in the film. It was established, no. though, because you see that all over his room, too. Yeah, it was like, established, and then yeah. it doesn't it's pay good. off. It's good. It's established. He, he tells, well, at least there's that. There's a slight justification for he it. He tells uh, Chekhov's tra- engineering <laughs> skills. Yeah. He tells Travis, don't touch my stuff. Isn't yeah. that his name, yeah. Travis? Uh Travis, the the soon to be stepfather. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. that's right. Uh-huh. Who's we, a fireman? Now that also, pays off. Yeah, that does that pay pays off. <laughs> that's a good payoff. It's also uh, you know knowing what we know about Shaq. I don't know if y'all know this about Shaq, but he's Shaq uh, is very fond of his stepfather. Mm-hmm. He has a whole song on one of his albums about how his his 
biological father was not around for him, but his stepdad was. Hmm. So it's kind of, it makes sense that Shaq would make a movie about uh, a stepdad being a good guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it d- don't, I mean, the way that Kazam ends, there's almost, there is a slight redemption for... For the father. Yeah. yeah. For but there's slight, also, slight redemption, though, yeah. thing. He's still gonna, he's still gonna face, you know, he's, he's gonna, gonna have gonna, to face like, the music for his crimes. Jail or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he's at least gonna kind of do it with some dignity. Yeah. And go fishing with his boy after he gets out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Who knows how long that'll be. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I do. I do like the way that this film approaches it, where Shaq is able. So when he appears on the scene, when Kazam appears, uh-huh. uh, he is able to scare away all the bully children that are coming for Max. Yeah. But then Max doesn't turn to him and say, "Oh, thanks, kind stranger." Yeah. He's like, "You're a weirdo. Get out of my way. I'm out of here." Yeah. <laughs> That's really great. I remember yeah. that. That's really fantastic. Yeah. I love uh, the fact that this is a movie where we get the entire genie backstory in rap form. Yeah. yeah. We learn some stuff, and I am convinced, convinced, Kaber. convinced that Kaburr eventually went on to be Will Smith's genie in the Aladdin <laughs> remake. Does Disney own Kazam? I don't know, but this <laughs> is my... Look, it's look, on Andrew, Hulu. Which oh, is that, yeah. yeah, that's there where we you watched go. it. Yeah. You know what, Andrew, don't don't break my head cannon, okay? <laughs> this is one of the ways I'm justifying seeing this. The, the, that genie, Hubber, yeah. uh, ended up in the lamp, in the Cave of Wonders, yeah. in this movie. I, I do like that. And the, then I, I'm uh, that, way, that way it justifies that when we get Kazam 2, we can have Will Smith show up and be Hubber, and yeah. he and Shaq can meet and do a, a, a rap battle I'm or something. I'm this. Yes. Yeah. I like a named genie. Yes. And sure. Kazam's a great name. Yeah. Habur's yes. a great name. Habur's a great name. Well. Yeah. Because yeah. you think of other famous genies, as you mentioned, David, genie from Aladdin. Yeah. Yes. No, just, just genie. Just genie. Just you genie. think of genie from I Dream of Genie. Her name's genie, but spelled different. Yeah. Yep. Genies should have names. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Agree. Totally. So Habur the genie yeah. is just, in your in your mind, when you go see Aladdin, the remake, if you decide you want to see Aladdin, the remake, just look at Will Smith and go, oh, that's her burr. Yeah. That's a good head cannon. <laughs> I, I accept yeah. It. Thank you. Hey, you know who's good in this movie? Who? Old uh, Max. <laughs> Francis Capra the third. I thought you were going to say Shaq. <laughs> yeah. Because it's just, we're only talking well, about Shaq. There's no, there's no old, denying that Shaq is great oh, yeah, everyone in knows this Shaq movie. Is, is this Frank old Capra's? Weevil, Weevil Navarro himself. The kid who plays Max would go on to play Weevil on Veronica Mars. Okay. Regular character. Oh. I feel like I've heard this information before and it just never sticks because I also haven't watched years. Veronica Mars. He is not really. He is Frank Capra the third, and yet he is not related to Frank Capra. <laughs> really? I've looked this up before because I thought, I assumed huh. that. And then I was up and I was How like, oh, intriguing. No, it's not. Huh. Yeah. It's an opposite Nick Cage situation. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um,. Hey, you want to talk about a really bad moment in Kazam, though? Yeah, we might as well get it out of the way. Let's talk about a really bad moment in Kazam. Like a really, really bad moment? Okay. There's a part where uh, Lil Max, a little white kid, says to Shaq, I own you. That's not good. (laughs) Yeah. That's extremely not good. Yeah, that one's real bad. That's a a subtext that's like a mile wide. Yeah. It's not really even a subtext. It's just a text. Yeah. That's... yeah. But I think the people who made it didn't realize it, I think, hopefully. I mean, at the end when Shaq rebels against the other guy who tried to, you know, have him as a genie. He Malik? Says, I, Mr. Yeah. Malik. He yeah. says, I won't he be eats... a slave anymore. They they pretty, they they make that connection pretty, they draw that line. That's the um, man who ate goat eyes. Mr. Malik. Oh, in, uh, 
In, a, in this movie? No, in Kazam, Mr. Malik, he eats goat eyes, yeah. remember? I, I can't remember. You, you had there's a also note. some stereotyping there that's not yeah. good. It's, yeah. yeah there's, I, wanted, I mean, that's another not great thing about this. Yeah. There are some dark sides to Kazam, unfortunately. There's some <laughs> weird uh, tonal shifts in this movie where Kazam straight up kills some other people, but then yeah. comically flummoxes some other people. <laughs> yeah. Like that thug, he pushes into a power box and pretty much electrocutes to death. Yeah, that's that's hardcore. And then he turns Malik into a basketball and he slam dunks him down a trash chute. Dude, and we never see Malik again after he that. He surely dies. <laughs> well, he dies in the fire then, in basketball form. Yeah. Well, yeah, and then when they find him, it's just a crumpled up, like, that's not gonna... The, the coroner's gonna really not understand that one. Yeah, that's really gonna be horrifying. Be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> what happened to this guy? Yeah, what even? Um, and then, I mean, at the end, uh, Kazam goes off with with a woman to get married. Yeah, and now he's a free a jinn, as he's they call a jinn. it, yeah. which 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 means he can use his magic all the time. Yeah, and for himself. Yeah, chooses. Yeah. Based on based on. D&D logic, jinn are specifically air spirits. That's yeah. the whole thing. Of the, of the different families of genie, of, mm. of, of, uh, of genie kind, they're the ones who are based in air. Uh, Freed are fire, marred are water, and I think shaitan are earth? Mm. I don't know. I don't know how based on mythology this is. I just know jinn is a more is a broader term for like yeah. those, you know. And yeah, jinn are free. Yeah. Um, did I tell you all my idea for a Kazam sequel? <laughs> Go ahead. I think we. I want to hear. I want to hear it. I want to live. We might have talked about it, but we. I'd like to hear it. I think I have told you about it before, but I'll I'll bring it up on the podcast. Have you y'all familiar with the concept of a rat king? We t- did talk about this, but yes, express it. I don't. Tell, tell I the do, story I again. know what that is, this but is I don't great. recall. Yeah, no, this give is me. this is a legit. Sorry, I'll so, give the floor to you. Uh, rat king is when a bunch of rats get their tails tangled and tied together, and they just become this gross pulsing mass of rat. So the idea here is that because they never cleaned up Max's weird junk house hideout oh. after it got filled with junk food, and because the junk food was of magic origin, that uh, a bunch of rats come to eat the junk food, and then because they're eating the magic, the magic gets inside their DNA, and they form like a giant like kaiju-sized rat king. Hmm. And that rat king is going to destroy the nondescript city in which they live, and Kazam has to come back and use his gin powers to save the city. Oh, they definitely live in New York. Do they? Yeah. Do they? You see the subway several times. Do they? Lots yeah. of cities have a subway. Name one other that isn't D.C. or Boston or San Francisco. Chicago. Damn it! <laughs> San Francisco doesn't. San Francisco has the BART. You, you're right. That's uh, right. I was they just trying also to, have a subway, but I, I was trying to get any kind of metro. <laughs> I didn't even cover L.A. Um, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be New York, but also I like... I get Chicago vibes from the city. It could be either. I kind of yeah. also get Chicago vibes. They also, city. I mean, for me, the, the only thing that I, the only reason why I wouldn't say that this is New York definitively is because they do not have a shot of either the Empire State Building or the Twin Towers. Correct. There's also a lot of sepia towns, which I don't associate with New York. Uh, on film. That, yeah, you know, I hadn't thought about that. I remember discussing how brown was the color of realism, yeah. and that was like a, a thing with gaming for a while. And I was looking at because they have a go, you know, this movie's real because it's brown. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do want to say, Emily, your idea for a Kazam sequel sounds more like to me an episode of the animated Kazam series that should have aired <laughs> sure. on Saturday morning <laughs> like yeah, every week for 12 <laughs> the, weeks. Yeah. Rat, Rat King would have been one of the recurring villains yeah. Yeah. along with some of the other ones. Like, Shaq does not voice Kazam, but Shaq does do like one minute live action segments at the end of each episode. <laughs> kind of like well, a Jackie Chan he, Adventures. Exactly, yeah. Hey, Jackie. Well, yes. He would do the theme song, I thought, maybe. Oh, well, for sure. Yeah. But he'd do the theme song and then there'd be that bit where he stands there, you know, grinning and then he like goes, whoa, and he spins around and then the animated Shaq replaces him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's definitely good. Yeah. I, it surprises me how many Saturday morning cartoons there are of things that you wouldn't think they were Saturday morning cartoons. The Mask? Uh, well, yeah, that's one for sure that I loved. <laughs> Rambo, Rambo is a weird one. <laughs> yeah, that one's a really weird. Toxic Defender? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Mummy, the animated oh, series. Oh yeah, sure. that is weird. Happy I almost days. said I, I, <laughs> yeah. I almost said Mummy's Alive, but that was a completely different series. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Kazam. Kazam. Yeah. Good, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, uh, we've. If you want to, if you, that's a that's a trip. You could all you could. It's in the archive still, right? People can go back and listen to Ben View and Shack, right? Certainly, it is. Yeah, in the Ben View yeah. and Spielberg archives. Um, and you can also just go on Hulu.com and watch Kazam. That, that's that, also something. That's you can an do. option too. And hey, hey, Disney, Disney, you own Hulu now apparently because you're going to own every form of entertainment at some point. I which believe is... they already own Hulu, no? Yeah, they do. Because Hulu is through ABC and they own ABC. Well, right. They, they finished some deal after the Fox thing yeah. where they they now have a controlling stake in Hulu because yeah. of Comcast. Somehow. Yeah. God knows. It's terrifying. Which is why you can get Disney Plus as an add-on to Hulu. Mm. Where you won't be able to. Well, I'm a, little I guess I know what I'm about, doing. a little dubious about Disney Plus because I kept thinking, hey, that'll be a nice boon for Anna Musings, the podcast I do with with my fiance Kayla. Yeah. But um, I hear tell they're not going to include Song of the South and they're going to edit out the crows in Dumbo. How? how? I that's don't know because that's they're kind of integral to the plot. We just them did being that for <laughs> vaguely problematic. We just did that for nothing new. That's the only reason why I even remember how big of a thing they are at the end of that movie. Yeah, Jesus exactly. Christ. I'm gonna say not vaguely problematic. I'm gonna say they're, okay. In a, in, but 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 Emily, on the scale of problematic, and I know this because I've been watching these. They're nowhere near as problematic as the Native Americans in Peter Pan. Well, sure, but. That's because they're. That they're they're more problematic than than Song of the South, but less problematic than the caricatures in fucking Peter Pan. That's all. It's all bad though. Yeah. Well, it's all bad. We don't need to don't establish get me wrong. levels. We could just say, "Hey, this is all fucked it's up." It's all bad. bad. Uh, but you could just Leonard Malton it and say, "Like, hey, this was a thing of the times." Instead of like trying to awkwardly edit around stuff, I don't know. It's just weird. I'm frustrated with that. No, I'm, I'm not. All, not not I'm the not including about... Song of the South, but more like cutting out a plot point in the movie yeah. of Dumbo, we'll see which is done. already a really Might short well movie. Might as well just don't put Dumbo <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. If they're going to make that big of an edit. I don't know. Might as well just, yeah. It feel, do, the movie ends at Pink Elephants and they, there's no resolution. Sorry, we were talking about Kazam. No, but aren't they still basically iffy about like smoking in the old cartoons? Pinocchio they does. did do that too. <laughs> I want everyone in the audience to know that I just slammed Pinocchio hard. What'd you do? What? Nothing. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> nothing, nothing happened. You'll hear it in the edit. <laughs> If I make it this far. <laughs> so, uh, so Kazam. Yeah, Kazam. Uh, check it out on Hulu. It was a good, I think this was a good pairing. Yeah, I agree. I, yeah. I'm happy to help. We, have, yeah. we haven't been doing that assessment of every pairing, but I, I think I that's think fair fits. to say. It, it tracks, it ties in. Yeah. What else have we to say about this minute? Uh, we're picking up with the P. <laughs> I'd rather not, but he finishes, if we must. He finishes the pee. He well, doesn't put the lid. He doesn't put the lid. The doesn't flush. Down. No wash. Hand. No, he does flush. He does flush. Does he flush? He does flush. Oh, that's what he. I, he does, I disagree. At least, he at least flushes. I disagree. We're gonna wait for uh, ten We're, more seconds. We're gonna see if a flush occurs. This has been looping in the background for for ages now. Okay, watch. He turns. Watch. He turns. He he, he oh, puts oh, it yeah, away. There's a flush. There's and then a, he flushes. That's when he switches hands for Spider Man and gets uh, spider piss. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So then he walk, we have to see he, him walk. Because he was left-handing it the yeah, whole we have, time. We have to see him walk back down the hallway. It's at this point that I did notice he is wearing socks. Yeah. Socks to bed. Yeah. That to me, I don't normally wear socks to bed. How do you all feel? <laughs> sometimes uh, I do, sometimes I don't. Hmm. Uh, it depends. Usually if I wore socks that day because it was cold, I just won't take them off and I'll get in the bed. 
So I feel socks are so restricting. They are like, and usually in the middle of the night, my feet will have warmed up, and I'll start. They'll start being itchy, and I'll take them off, and then my feet will itch. But it's a necessary evil to keep my my tootsies warm. <laughs> you choose itching over yes over okay. Again, it doesn't always kick in until the middle of the night when I wake up and go, I don't want to wear these anymore. Right. <laughs> sometimes I do that. Sometimes I wear them through the night. Sometimes I don't wear them at all. I'm all over the place. There's right. there's no definitive answer for that. Just be creep. Just be free like yeah. a gin. <laughs> uh, so then. We're seeing uh, Kyle makes it back to bed. Yeah. He crosses the hall in the exact same framing, exact same shot. I like, yeah. that, I like that blow up T-Rex he's got back there. Yeah. yeah. He clearly has a thing for dinosaurs. He's got a little dinosaur lamp on the side of his bed. He's got yeah. some dinosaur stuff up on his on his like mantle, like above his bed. I mean, I can't see the room very well. He's just a generic sort of, this is what 10-year-old 90s white kids like. Yeah, Cowboys, <laughs> the thing. Spider-Man. Yeah. Spider-Man and dinosaurs. Yeah. Uh, so then, a, a firm Marvel loyalist, it seems. I'm not seeing any DC heroes up on that wall. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I may have noticed a continuity error, by the way. I will report back to you. Okay, we have to wait till it comes back around. It's like yeah. it's like sitting on a carousel. <laughs> <laughs> so Kyle makes it back to bed. Yeah, pulls the covers over him. Yep. We see him laying there, eyes closed. Then his eyes open. He's realizing what just occurred. Fully opens his eyes. Springs up. And shouts the final line of the minute, Dad, there's a gorilla in the bathroom. Yeah. And he's shouting this from his bed. Correct. Uh, hoping that his dad will hear. Yeah. Will wake up and hear him. Mm-hmm. This is I'm, a very I'm waiting noble for you to see the continuity. Never mind. It's not a continuity. Okay. I was so ready. <laughs> it got, wasn't involving mom's cowboys picture. cowboys on no. his. He has cowboys bed. on the comforter and then fish on the sheets and the pillowcases. What a But he mishmash. has one purple pillowcase, which is why I thought there was a continuity error. I saw the fish ones, then I saw the purple ones in a close-up shot, and I was like, oh, did they change pillowcases for the close-up shot? But you do, you also see the purple one in the This in is the a big shot. hodgepodge of stuff, and it, it, it offends my adult sensibilities, but at the same time, my room was very much like that. It was just a mishmash of different themed items as a kid. Yeah. See, there's that room again. Yeah, I'm really see trying I mean? to catch a good view of what... what what Dunstan's view is. It's really odd. I can't. There is no making sense no. of this home. And we are at the end <laughs> of the to minute. To try is folly. I, but I, 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 one of the reasons I picked this minute was besides August is it ends with that great beat. Dad, there's a gorilla in the bathroom, but the minute actually ends with the briefest second of like Jason Alexander raising his eyebrows and going, Kuh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just and the, it's pretty satisfying. It's so brief. I would like to talk about Jason Alexander in this minute. Oh, as okay. brief as it is, I've I've Here got thoughts. <laughs> so we're seeing we're seeing a nighttime Jason Alexander, which we haven't really seen yet in the film. Yeah. He's got on like a he's got on a classic night shirt. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll be seeing it in the next minute for sure. Yeah. And his hair's a little mussed up. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna say something here. This is the best Jason Alexander has looked in this movie. And I think it's, I think it's a result of two things. I think his, his the suits that he wears and you know the clothes that he wears in general throughout this movie are they don't they don't fit him well. They're not they're not flattering cuts. No. I I blame the costume department for that. I'll Although you take did say he it. was dressed better than Lord Rutledge. Sure, that's because R- R- Lord Rutledge is dressed like absolute dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's got but Jason Alexander bad suits and also listen we know it's a wig. Mm-hmm. We can all tell. It looks like a wig. I'm not saying it's bad to wear a wig. It looks like a wig. But in this moment, with the sort of messed up hair, I think that does a better. That makes it look a little more natural. And I think, yeah, I think he looks good. 
Sometimes effortless is is a good look, right? Jason, yeah. I don't think he's an unattractive man. I, I and I, I think here we're seeing we're just kind of seeing him, you know. We've we've reset to zero because everyone, you know, a nightshirt. Everyone, you know, it doesn't need to be well fitted because it's a nightshirt, mm. you know. Uh-huh. And his hair's messed up, so we're not really we're not assessing it on how it looks, you know, as <sighs> combed styled hair. We're just looking at this head of hair, and I I, I think I think altogether it's it's he looks better here. Than he does in the rest of the film. Now, have we ever discussed could could Jason Alexander play a good Mario Mario? Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say no, and I'll tell you why. Okay. I don't think he can play someone that nice. What? Mm. I think he's. I think. I think he's got to be a little bit of a dick. I think. I think he's perhaps better suited to play Wario. Oh. Yeah, that's a good opposite in a fan in a perfect world. Opposite Bob Hoskins. Yeah, we would see Jason Alexander as Wario. All right, so then who would who would play Waluigi opposite John Leguizamo? Oh, well, I mean, more or less opposite Jason Alexander. I mean, the fir- my first thought based off Jason Alexander. Do you know who I'm thinking of? Uh, uh, Michael Richards. Yeah, Michael Richards. <laughs> you put them two together, that looks like Wario and Waluigi. Yeah. I, I, all I can picture is him is just now Waluigi skidding into a room. I mean, door. yeah. Do you not think amazing. Waluigi would do that? He would. Yeah. I, I can tell you, I've played Waluigi. I yeah. played Waluigi in Random Encounters, and and yeah, he would do that. Yeah. yeah. Also, I think I think. And listen. <laughs> Here we go. Don't judge me for this. Okay. This I is think, a non-judgment zone. I think the style of sex appeal that Kramer and Waluigi both have is exactly the same. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm trying to recall at any point during the Seinfeld run if we hear of Kramer having sexual relations. Are you fucking am I, am kidding I, me? Am I completely blocking out a huge uh, thing? Yes. Wait. He's notoriously like has sex a lot. There's a part we see him have sex in, in the contest. He has sex like two days into the contest. He's out of it. Pretty uh. he, has, can, can, he has sex with Jerry's hot naked neighbor that Jerry's always looking at. There's a whole uh, episode yeah. where a, uh, someone does a painting of him and numerous people comment on the sexual magnetism. He has the fucking Kavorka. What the fuck are you oh, talking about? There are yeah. multiple episodes can I, can I dedicated add, to this. Can I add I'm trying to, the time? I'm trying to think if there's like an episode uh, about how like George is Maybe petty. I hope I'm seeing said my piece here. Oh my god, I'm sorry about hey, a Seinfeld hey, head like hey, you. Are there any Jesus of, fucking uh, Christ. Are there any of Frasier where, like, I don't know, like, Kyle's is shown to be uptight? Is that, like, a thing that's ever there? Can I? Can I watched through all of Seinfeld once in my life. Excuse me. Can I Can I add? I, even without all those references, I thought of immediately one scene Jerry! The Kramer name will live on. Nolene's late. She's late. Yeah, there's that as well. Good Lord. I just remember the parts where he's like having too much fun or something. Excuse me? How do you mean having too much fun? I've seen all the TV edits where they remove the Kramer The TV edits of Seinfeld? <laughs> the Christian Channel plays it, and they take out all the sex parts. Oh, it's like Lord. a five-minute show. Yeah. It's about nothing. That makes sense to me. Let me ask you this. Yeah. And uh, you've uh, you've already revealed yourself to be the opposite of an expert on Seinfeld. Sure. Do you think Kramer smokes weed? 
Sure. Like, we never see it on the show, I think, because Jerry, George, and Elaine, all three of them very much don't smoke weed. But I bet I bet Kramer smokes weed. I think Kramer vapes. Like, what, <laughs> what does it matter? Like, Kramer, for, I mean, for I sure, Kramer vapes in 2019. I think you should have realized that I, I wasn't as big of a Seinfeld head as you might have previously thought, because I thought Poppy was in one episode. That's true. And you're saying well. he was like a season-long arc Poppy was Redemption arc. Poppy was in multiple episodes. Yeah. Well, I mean, oh. what if Seinfeld today? <laughs> <laughs> I just like I just like the stand up, you know. What if the whole show was just the, the, the stand up? The worst part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, mm. I think we've pretty well documented this minute. Yeah. I just I love that little eyebrow raise. Yeah. And the... <laughs> uh, yeah, it's good. Mm. Yeah. Plugs. All right. Plugs. Uh, David, you go first. Okay. <laughs> so I've already dropped a couple. I, I dropped one for my my friend Alan, who's doing the the coffee and pie podcast. You can look that up. Uh, is where you can, it's probably available where you can download most podcasts, but I'm going to talk about the ones I do now. So I mentioned Undercooked Analysis. That is the show I do on the Creative Horror Network, uh, along with many of my friends. Uh, it is a, you, uh, you can hear the first uh, quote-unquote season of it on Benview Network, and uh, sadly incomplete uh, season, but that's okay, because you know what? The new season is... is is pretty good, and I, the new, the new run, we're about 50 episodes deep. Yeah. Um, and uh, I very much enjoy it. We have random guests on a lot who uh, we just talk. We just cold read stories we find on the Internet or stories that people send us of a horror nature, oftentimes creepypasta. Sometimes we'll do no sleep stories. We'll do things that are just generally of an ooky spooky bent and yeah. talk about whether they're good or not. Basically, uh, what's your favorite, ooky or spooky? Uh, more of a spooky as opposed to ooky. That's fair. Honestly, yeah, uh, probably, I think it's the same way. Of course, there's Andrew. Neither. Oh. The Adams family scared me as a child. You're more you of a mis- you're more of just a mysterious. Yes. Yeah. Give me the mysterious. <laughs> mysterious. Woo. Uh, there's the Midnight Marinara podcast, which is on hiatus until I decide I want to revive it again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, because you know what? I I did 65 darn episodes over five years, and they're great. They're 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 amazing. They're good my, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 a, because it's proper audio drama podcast. It's got yeah. music. It's got sound effects. It's got scripts. And it's, you're pulling from good sources. I try to. Yeah. Our last episode, I think, went over really well. It was uh, based on the legend of La Llorona, and I got to it before Blumhouse did. So ha ha. Um, <laughs> and it's one I wrote myself, so I'm pretty happy with that one. Just a complete. Oh, I had a lot of help from like uh, the from a lot of people on that one as well, like making sure I wasn't being culturally insensitive. You know, yeah. obviously white guy writing about a Mexican ghost story. Something but... that the movie did not do, no. from what I understand. Nope, 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 nope. Way to, way to go, bum has. <laughs> but lastly, I will plug, um, beyond the Creative Horror Network, beyond the, the couple other Benview shows I do, I do the Animusings podcast, as I mentioned, with uh, with Kayla. And uh, we are, we just finished, we're going through the entire Walt Disney Animation Studi- Studios canon in chronological order, starting with Snow White and moving our way up. Andrew's been on a couple. Uh, and uh, we just did... I am drawing... A, oh, we just did The Rescuers. And we are moving on this month. We are covering The Fox and the Hound. Wow. Uh, so we are well into the place where we haven't quite hit the Disney Renaissance. And it's everything's starting to slump a little bit. We're going to be in a slump for a bit. And then after, you know, great mouse detective, which things start to pick up a little bit. So I'm excited (laughs) about that. Um, But yeah, uh, if you like hearing people talk in depth about Disney, uh, specifically Disney animated movies and a few of the side projects like Pete's dragon or song of the South, which we also did. It's on Benview. Should 
we reveal the next movie do. that has been paired with the minute. We know the next yeah. movie? Yeah. Oh, we do. Minute Excellent. 35. Has been paired with? Psycho. Oh, yes. The original Psycho, thank God. I, I wouldn't have mind a trip to Remakesville. I've never seen that one. Me neither. That's why I wouldn't have minded. Uh, and, uh, but we'll, we shall talk about Psycho yeah. in our next episode. Uh. I do a podcast called Nothing New, a remake podcast with Justin Kizan, uh, David, and Kayla. We're on our last episode, yes, about Dumbo. Still haven't quite forgiven you for that one. But <laughs> <laughs> because we had to watch Dumbo 2019. I like Dumbo 2019. Uh, <laughs> I'm uh, More power to you. I did, I did not. I'm a sucker for Michael Keaton. <laughs> it, it would be nice if Michael Keaton got to do stuff in well, that movie. Uh, but you can go check that out, benvnetwork.com slash nothing new. Uh, and then I do another show called It's On My List. It's on my list, pod.com. I had to wait for the music cue there. Uh, every month, uh, me and a group of people, we get together and talk about movies that people say you should see and cover whether or not you should see them. In our most recent episode, you can hear Emily. Oh, ah, that's, yeah, that sounds boring. Who had never seen The Dark Crystal. That's true, but I have Rick, now. What? Yeah. Hey. yeah, so you can hear uh, all of our thoughts on that and whether it should be a movie that you, you should see, whether people people are correct in saying, hey, you should see that. I gotta I gotta listen to that one. I have a deep, dark childhood connection with the dark crystal. Well, I say dark, but that's just because it's a crystal. It's anyway. on my list. It's on my list, pod.com. Right. Uh, and then, you, you know, check me on Twitter and Instagram at Podcast Radio. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at VeryCoolEmily. Um, I stream on Twitch occasionally, but it's it's gotten down to a less regular place. Also, keep an eye keep an eye on the internet for a new podcast Ooh. Uh, called Go Go Godzilla, uh, featuring myself, Justin Kizon, and Vic, who typically uses a fake last name on the internet, but I actually don't know which last name he's going to use on this podcast yet, so I won't say it. Um, <laughs> but it'll be the three of us. Uh, it, it's basically it's um, it's going to be a, a history of the Godzilla franchise. So every episode will be about one move, one Godzilla movie, and it, it'll be less kind of just friends talking about it and more like researched and actually walking you through the you know the place that it occupies in in the Godzilla, the Godzilla franchise. There how, it is. How you how you feeling about King of the Monsters coming up? I'm excited. I'm very excited. The actually. trailers I, the... I already have my my seats reserved. Excellent. The trailers <laughs> looked very good and it was really great to see Ghidorah yeah, again. I'm very excited. I I'm also a defender of 2014 Godzilla. So okay. I, I I'm I, that's a great film. I agree. Yeah. So I'm I've got I've got nothing but hype for for King of the Monsters. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, what's what's where can we're on Twitter at yeah. Majestic Hotel NY. That's we're on Instagram correct. Dunstan Checks uh, Min. Yep. Yeah. That's it. And um, uh, email us Dunstan Checks Minute at gmail dot com. Yep. And on Patreon Patreon dot com slash Dunstan Checks Min. There we go. And Find us on YouTube. There's great stuff there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. That's right. It's a new year. And it's I'm a just new gonna, dawn. I'm just going to say day. Apple Podcast now. It's a new life. Okay. Uh, here's what you do. You give us five stars. Great. Love it already. And then in the text of your review, I want you to describe your least favorite attribute of your enemy. <laughs> Pick an enemy in your head 
and describe your least favorite thing about them and then give us five stars. I like that a lot. Oh man, that's going to be so much fun. That's a really good one. Uh, Thank you, David, for joining us. Thank you for having me. Uh, And until next week, we're checking out. Come to this happy podcast. Welcome. And amusings are your musings. Here, age relives fond memories of the past. And here, youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Hi, I'm David. And I'm Kayla. And if it wasn't readily apparent from that, we're huge nerds about Disney. That's why we're doing the Animusings podcast. Once a month, we'll sit down and talk about a film in detail from the Walt Disney Animation Studios filmography, covering them in chronological order, from Snow White to Moana and beyond. To Moana and beyond! Sweetie, we're not doing Pixar yet. We'll do that after. And that's going to be a long time coming. Anyway, if that sounds up your alley, come join Kayla and I, and maybe a guest or two, as we explore the Disney animated canon, film by film. With the hope that it'll be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Ooh, nicely said. Don't thank me. Thank Walt. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.